Hey Chris, have you ever wondered what would happen if you followed preteens from the internet into the forest? Oh no, I haven't. We're gonna find out. We're gonna, I don't want to find that out at it's all. It's too late. No. We're going. It's dark. We're already here. I'm, I don't, I don't want to be alone with preteens. <laughs> um, that's unfortunate for you. Anything but that. <laughs> Well, hi, hello, welcome to Don't Say We Didn't Warn You. Uh, if this is your first time listening, my name is Chris Fowler. And I'm Kelly Moran. Uh, and I absolutely very much like horror films. Kelly doesn't. Not a fan. You'd say you're, she rates as not a fan. So for some strange reason, we've decided to start a horror film demystification podcast. Uh, bear with me on that. Uh, which explores these scary stories to empower listeners with our own very real and very not-so-real fears. Because whether or not you like scary movies, the, ro the world is a terrifying place, so everybody kind of joins in on the fun in a way. That's our positive little take on it. Yeah, that's that's the cognitive dissonance that turns <laughs> uh, the narrative of our world collapsing into a golden tapestry. Uh... Today, if you read the title of the episode, you know that we um, we didn't watch a scary movie uh, so much as we watched a, a documentary. Yeah. Exploring a topic that is maybe a bit, uh, well, quite macabre. It's very current. Um, super current. This is some internet monster. Oh, boy. Stuff we're dealing with. Strap in. I've got some thoughts. You got thoughts I've on got internet monsters? I've got some thoughts. Okay, hit me with them. So, as we have said before... Well, okay. as I have said before. Sorry, didn't mean to lump you in with me. Yeah, thank you. Because <laughs> so I don't even know if I agree with this idea. <laughs> but as I have said while recording before, um, one of my biggest things whenever we watch something freaky or weird um, that's going to scare me is that I want to... And we like to watch the freaky weird <laughs> stuff. <laughs> oh my god. So I like to try to figure out like, okay, where did it all go wrong? Or how could this have been solved? You know? Mm -hmm. Um, this one, what, what it's sane super person would, would have noticed the early warning signs. Right, yeah. Like, this wouldn't happen hmm, to me. Is there possibly a scientific explanation that could have <laughs> foreseen this? Um, and in this case, folks, it that is science. a psychiatric diagnosis. Yep. Uh, and genetics. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, don't know, uh, I guess to start off, the story covers... The recent stabbing... Did you already say this? Am I repeating? No, this is all new information. Okay, good. Um, you guys, we've tried recording this three times already, so I'm kind of like, wait. This is the third. What's on this? Yeah. This <laughs> um, is the 37th time. Kelly's being modest. Yeah, yep. Um, so this covers the, the recent horrific stabbing that happened where um, it was three preteen girls, all friends. Um, they went off to play in the forest, their parents thought, but two of the girls ended up stabbing their friend, Peyton. Uh, 19 times. These are real, these are real kids. This was like 2012, 2013? Uh, it was 2012. Wow. Yeah, so, um, pretty recent in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, they're still in jail. Uh, yeah. And they're not 18 yet. Yeah, and the reason that this documentary centers around Slenderman is that that is supposedly the motivation behind the murder, uh, outright at this very moment, I'm going mm -hmm. to hedge that off by saying Slenderman is not the problem here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the documentary does indeed cover the origins of Slenderman, mm -hmm. but it's 
it, I think it's much more about how Slenderman facilitated or like was yeah, the vehicle for, the, for this the vehicle by which this mentally ill child, yeah. uh, convinced her friend to help kill another person right. or attempt to kill someone. Yeah. And like th- ways that, that people who just really want friends and want to fit in can be manipulated. Um, yeah. and some of the real life terrifying things that can happen when that perfect storm comes together. Um, I think this is a movie about two things. The first is, like you're saying, um, how a person who needs help, maybe because they're psychologically uh, ill or uh, you know, hurting in, in some way, that anybody who doesn't receive the help they need um, can be caught up in like this tangled web of information and this like perfect zeitgeist of horror that their mind is creating and making real and anybody can be dangerous because of their system of beliefs Mm -hmm. um i also think it's a movie about how you should never have kids because even if you do everything right they can they can be harmful to other people and damaging to society just by the very right that they're alive exactly this movie is it it makes me feel about having kids the way that I've always felt about driving a car where um, I get really nervous driving. Um, It's always been a fear of mine. Uh, You know, seeing car crashes in movies, like Final Destination, that's a tough (laughs) one for me because I'm like, I can't prevent this. Yeah, I guess it's a pretty scary car (laughs) crash. It's just an unpreventable thing. (laughs) So when people explain like, oh, you know, if you're a good driver and you're looking out, you're going to be fine. Same thing with parenting. We see here, like, this, this didn't happen because... A couple of the parents were not... Ne- this didn't happen because Peyton's parents were negligent, um, or I would even say because another, uh, Anissa, one of the friend's parents, were negligent. Yeah, this is because do. they were doing everything I would expect them to do. It's that somebody else was not doing what they should have done, like, out of their power. Yeah, You, you yeah, could have yeah. been an all-star parent, but the fact that, I mean... Sorry, I don't like to criticize parenting, but other people drop the fucking ball on this one. Yeah. Hey, if if you're... Di- okay, let's go over the characters first. Yeah. So it's, well, the real life people. The, yeah, God, sorry. <laughs> um, so the people... There's the two girls who uh, attempt, like tried to kill their friend, one of whom is named Morgan. Um, she's later revealed to be schizophrenic. Yeah. <clears throat> um, the other... Uh, uh, person is named uh anisa 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 and anisa um was obviously very manipulated into this situation yeah um she definitely wasn't a murderer when they recount the the violence and everything that happened in the planning um she did she didn't really have like the actual missing link that turns like a violent repressed person uh, or somebody who gets picked on or bullied ridiculously. Yeah. Um, versus, like, that missing link that turns them into somebody who kills people or is perhaps sociopathic like we're used to in, in like, scary stories. Right. With Anissa, um, it, when she talks about the whole thing, it kind of almost sounds like when you just hear a kid, uh, like, excitedly explaining Star Wars to you. Yeah. She just, like, believed it. Yeah. Um, but that being said, a uh, homegirl... Uh, they didn't because they were trying to make her look a little more innocent. Yeah, but she she did her homework on how to hurt human mm-hmm. bodies. Mm-hmm. She was the one that like knew soft spots. Yep, uh, where to stab. She was the one that like <clears throat> picked like smashed Peyton's head into a wall. Yeah, um, she and, had and, like 
read about uh, it's easier to kill people when they're asleep, which, come on, come on, girl. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah duh. <laughs> you didn't need to Google that. Cool. Um, think, yeah, I'm glad she was Googling how to kill people, though. Yeah. Um, no, I'm not. Ow. So, again, the internet's not the problem. Communication no. is the problem. Yeah. So the other the other uh, person involved in the in the violent act is named Peyton. Um, she's, she's the girl, the victim. They, the victim yeah. Right. Um, they stab her. She survives. Yeah, did, she's doing great to this oh, day. I just God. saw yeah. an, up, an update on her um, this week, and I guess she's she's doing great in school. Um, got a social life that she's very happy with. So things are really looking up for her and. Uh, I mean, we end up with an update on the two perpetrators at the mm-hmm. end of this movie that they're awaiting trial as adults um, this year. So still yet to be buttoned up, but I mean, at least all things considered, there is actually a happy ending to this movie, you could call it, <laughs> compared to the other ones that we'll yeah, watch, it was, which it is was that the victim is a lot more like fine. a movie than a documentary, for fucking sure. Yeah, this was a boy. Pretty, um, a, a very specific account of but I don't think they told their story that well. Like, like I said, there's two stories um, that they I, I think they were confused between telling. Because one, they wanted to um, not debunk, but inform you on the groundswell, like the explosion of, of internet culture, that was, like the meme of Slenderman. Mm-hmm. And they definitely start off with that. And they hit it hard and they hit the ground running. And there's like a lot of interesting... Uh, history there that is kind of cool um but also it's just like a fucking boogeyman story and like a bunch of people on the internet ran with it yeah and that's all that's all it is okay um and on that part i mean not on that part because it's for the whole movie um mm -hmm. but when it when it comes back to explaining slender man and how these stories spread and things like that for me that was when it would it would become more and more apparent that Really, this comes down to the generational gap. Yeah. Between. Indeed. I mean, to us, this is just like, I don't, you know, we don't need to watch a documentary on how Slender Man happened. Like, yeah, the internet birthed of it. Of course. Like, messy one afternoon. Exactly. 20 hours later, it was everywhere in the world. And then we see the contrast of, of our understanding of how easy it is to find those things online mm-hmm. and how we've just... You know, I've never gone looking for those kinds of stories. They just pop up. Uh, yeah, like, I know about them. Yeah, even as a kid doing what I was, you know, quote-unquote supposed to be doing on the computer, you run into these things. Oh, yeah. Because they're so popular. And then you see the contrast of that understanding of it against Anissa's dad, who doesn't understand... I mean, he understands how this could have happened, but he's still very surprised by it because he had a very strict rule of her needing to keep the door open when she was on the computer yeah, and things parenting. like that. Well, bad parenting, and he he clearly is at an age where he didn't grow up knowing second nature how quickly you can switch tabs on a computer. Mm. And, like, it's not hard to pull the wool over your dad's eyes about what you're doing on the computer. Yeah. To him, it's like, oh, I just checked on her ten minutes ago. She was on Skype with her friend. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Not realizing she could have accessed 50,000 black market yeah. <laughs> postings. And, and at least she wasn't, as long as she doesn't like run up his credit card bill. Yeah, exactly. Shit, he wouldn't ever know. Yeah. Which for most parents, that wouldn't be an issue. Like in most cases, worst case scenario, you're going to find out that she's playing a game you don't want her playing or, you know, seeing yeah. pictures you don't want her seeing or something like that. <sighs> I'm so jealous that kids have this kind of internet speed. Oh, I know. Are you kidding me? I had God. to like, I had to hide the fact that I downloaded Napster 
or LimeWire. <laughs> I'd like hide it on our computer so my family didn't know I was downloading music illegally. And then I would have to wait till everybody went to sleep so I could get some time on the computer because it was in our fucking living room. Oh, man. So that I could like find a song. And if I would have it start downloading at like 10 o'clock, maybe by 3 in the morning it would be done. Usually I fell asleep to download a song overnight yeah. from the internet. And honestly, it would take me a week to download a song because we'd get a call every night and it would disrupt oh the internet connection. And kids now can look up how to murder their friends. Right. And hide it from their dad in their bedroom. Oh. God, if if your life depended on you downloading a song, Slenderman would have killed you before you could have finished downloading that Yeah, song. well, I would have been safe from his wrath because I'd never know he existed yeah. the way JPEGs are halfway loaded. <laughs> it would just be his own floating head. You'd be like, this is just warped. <laughs> warped photo of my dad. <laughs> Not again. Oh, man, we left all those pictures oh, in the man. rain. Uh, but also, it, there's that whole other aspect where, like, it, like while you were up late downloading Napster and, and downloading all your, your crazy porn songs, I assume. Crazy porn songs. You didn't get Let's into, hear your favorite crazy porn song go. I, it's Swedish. You wouldn't understand. <laughs> it's right. Maybe we can Google Translate open real quick and you can no, sing it. Just, I'll give it a shot. No. <laughs> but there's the extra issue of... Like, if you were up late doing stuff on the computer and also had a friend with undiagnosed schizophrenia because her parents neglected to keep an eye on the symptoms despite they the never, fact that it okay. runs in their family. Yeah, but, oh my god, oh my god. That's another issue. Guess what? If you have a mental illness, don't have kids. No, 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 no. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I'm not, nope. <laughs> okay, I, no, I feel that way. You feel that way. I have, yeah. I, I'm diagnosed with depression. Guess how, guess how many kids I want to give depression to? Zero. I, I just think, I think that rather than saying that people with mental illnesses should not have children, it, sh it, there just needs to be a bigger focus on understanding and putting into the light that this is a genetic thing. You don't need to be, you know, you can have kids. There is a very good chance you'll have perfectly healthy kids. Keep an eye on them like any parent would. And don't be scared or embarrassed to acknowledge my child is exhibiting these symptoms that I'm extremely familiar with because I've had them myself. Get them the help that they need and that you know they need because you got it yourself. You know, like, schizophrenia is a huge issue that, you know, luckily neither of us have dealt with. It's bigger than anything either of us have dealt with. Um, and even it, when treated, doesn't need to lead to anything violent. Of course. As, like, they explain in the movie, too. It's just kind of like, you know, if you can get treatment, there's no reason that you can't live your life. Right, right. And if you can help your child... And I obviously can't tell it. other people what choices to make with their lives. Yeah. Um, but this is a man who, while being interviewed, is crying his eyes out. Yeah. Talking about how he, in, in his life, in the hallucinations and delusions he's held, um, that he, uh, like sits in his car crying because he sees he knows the devil is in the back seat. Yeah. And like that earth shattering terror that yeah, he describes like that to hey guess what maybe this is something that doesn't need to exist on a on a just for one second. Yeah. Besides the fact that everybody has their rights, maybe you should exercise your own. Like it's just I, and I know I know mental illness and Darwinism are different things, but like, wow, you have the opportunity to save somebody from that kind of mental illness. Not save somebody, but like, elim eliminate... Uh, I think we're uh, getting into... 
I'm doing a shitty. I'm taking a bad moral stance on it. I think I think it is a little yeah. bit problematic. And yeah, I respect that. Thank you, <laughs> man. But I mean, it's obviously really complex and not. It's not black and white. But I would say that the the biggest issue in this. So they already have kids. Like we can't do anything about the fact that he already has a kid. But yeah, of course. <laughs> but the big problem well, is that jail, well, jail is. <laughs> jail's helping out. Um, but the the big problem in this situation was that, um, you know, it would be easy to say, oh, well, the, you know, a lot of people don't show signs of schizophrenia early on in life. Um, there was probably no way that the parents could have known, except for that the film opens up with Morgan's mom describing that from the age of three, they realized that Morgan did not react to things like mm-hmm. seeing Bambi's mom die. She didn't react to seeing animals hurt or seeing terrible things happen, she would just, she wouldn't laugh or anything, she would just have no emotional reaction. Um, and they talk about it, oh, they talk about that she, first the mom says, oh, when she was 12 and she started showing me and telling me about the Slender Man, um, I, I didn't really think anything of it because I thought there was no way she could believe in it. And then not two minutes later in this film, the woman's still wearing the same outfit, so I know it's in the same interview. She's saying that, her the same daughter believed in Santa Claus until the age of eleven, and that she thought that was great because she had such a deep imagination that she could mm-hmm. believe those things. Yeah, they're, these are de- definitely kids with like way too much energy, and like you said while we were watching the the documentary, um, too much creativity with no outlet. Yeah, and just their parents not knowing how to receive that or focus it and talk with them and help them use their, expend their energy in a healthy way. Yeah, exactly. The parents were, and based off the way uh, Anissa's father interacted with the, she had the younger brother, there's there's a son in the mm-hmm. house still. Um, that kid, like, lived on his iPad, and he hated talking to his dad because his dad's yeah. always bossing him around. Um, but that was that was what led your, your daughter down that path. And he hasn't revised his parenting habits in any way, shape, or form. I don't yeah, think no. that guy needs a kid either. We are really hammering at home on the I, yeah, don't I just, have kids thing. This is just like such a, oh man, oh, don't have kids though. <laughs> you, can't, mean, you can't do a good job on, on those. Look at them. <laughs> that guy's trying so hard. He's trying so hard and he... It's definitely a cautionary tale of like, you know, you face face value. You couldn't have right. shown me Anissa's family and and had me think anything other than I mean that they're fine. Like, yeah, you know, the the parents are separated. House. It's obviously not a perfectly you know shiny diamond family or anything like that. But I would never have thought, oh, this man's children will be involved in a, a an attempted murder um, yeah. or a child rather. It's just the daughter not the son but like i i would really like to have a guarantee before having kids that yeah hey if you do at least half your stuff right they're not gonna try to kill their friend right right and i guess i guess there's two things that make this scary one uh if you're like because we're talking about having kids yeah. like like that's what people are <coughs> i guess that's that's how I, I approached it i was like oh god i can't have i can't have a killer kid no thank you Mm-mm. Um, I'd rather not, I'd rather not birth a killer. And there's well, obviously you actually, nothing um, you can do about that. Well, you actually, wouldn't have to birth. <laughs> yeah, no. I think you're out of the woods on that one. 
A few. Yeah. <laughs> Good news for you. Whoa. I, I, I will rest easy tonight. <laughs> okay. So then actually that first fear is just move yeah, no, and I don't fine, need that man. anymore. Uh, so then the other fear, I think what makes it um, more more interesting is that, uh, hey, some of these, there's people everywhere. You don't, you don't know what kind of demons people sitting next to you in traffic are battling with. And like what delusions they hold, what visuals they may see. Yeah, I like, I don't really want to leave like, the house anymore. Percentage wise, it's a very small group of people. But you know, it's it's just like synonymous with all the other bullshit that makes people furiously angry yeah. or whatever somebody's gonna snap about, and you just don't know what strangers are gonna do or what they're capable of all the time. Ugh. <sighs> I fucking hate strangers. That's the worst. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't know. Um, this, it's just a lot of weird feelings. So I guess one of my issues with the attempted argument that, that any of this was because they were just so under the influence of Slenderman. Yeah. They didn't even, yeah. They, they go for that for a second. And I know that the, the families are going for that in court. The idea of, you know, my daughter was just consumed with this idea that she had to do this thing. Because she was so afraid that this thing would, um, would attack the family. A psychologist earlier in the movie defines a meme as a social virus. Yeah. And I think that's important. It to is. How we explain what like the Slenderman phenomenon involved in, in yeah. this story. Yeah. So when he's explaining that, he's, he's saying that... Or a virus of the mind, he said. Yeah. And so he's saying that a virus of the mind is basically something where once one mind picks up an idea, it's very likely that it wants to, you know, it wants to pass that idea on to another mind. And so it goes around and around. Um, but you know, it's kind of like playing telephone or how, how even just the common cold can morph, um, from person to person. And that's why it's so impossible to cure is that it's constantly going to be changing. And so they even mention at one point, (laughs) darn it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so even mention at one point that, the Slender Man now, I mean, actually, no, I guess not even just now, but since its inception, essentially, he's like this villain creature who's basically anything you want him to be. Yeah, and he, he encompasses all horror stories. Yeah, it's it's whatever you fear, whatever Fairy whatever tales. you're into, that's what, he, like, he's whatever you make him. Mm-hmm. So the idea that this thing just conveniently was like, you have to kill your friend, and like, that, that idea mm-hmm. didn't come from your own brain, come on. It's it's a monster that you construct in your mind that you just heard about from someone else. Yeah. So you decided. Sick or not, she invented that thought. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Both of them. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, obviously, Morgan being schizophrenic and prone to um, delusional thoughts and uh, she, like an anti-authoritarian and uh, seeing like seeing figures and mm-hmm. yeah, she uh, also she she has. Uh, she experiences hallucinations. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. Um, you know, she's she's a little and bit more susceptible to it, but but the the formation of the idea of oh, I've got to I've got to kill Peyton. That's all your brain for. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to paint with a broad brush. Here. I know <laughs> this, is, this is a a schizophrenic child. Yeah, like the the terminology that she learned the entire world. In like she's speaking a different language, like yeah. There's if her parents who 
should have been monitoring her and like talking to her and like seeking help since she was a, a, a child. And they knew they had all these warning signs. Somebody, one of the one of the psychologists in the movie s- says the most tragic thing is how preventable this was. Yeah. Um, and like, but if you have a mental illness, like, take care of your kid. Yeah. Ugh, that guy. Like, I know. Obviously, he has a lot to deal with. But, but there was another parent there. There was another parent there who said multiple times that she saw the warning yeah, signs. God, do something. And that she thought, oh well, she's a smart girl. She'll be okay. Well. Right. That's not really how mental illness works, man. So the slender man thing, the the th- of how you were saying it can be anything. Yeah. But in this movie, it was the documentarians and quote unquote um, really were playing to the idea that it would the slender man steals away lonely kids, basically. Yeah. The- and it gives you a chance to be feel like you're a part of something. And it, somebody calls it a, it's a club that you can get into and, and all you have to do to get in is to believe in it. But like, it's a shitty club. Yeah. Like, it's a bunch of people in white masks hanging out in the woods at nighttime. Like, you're a kid. You were freezing cold. You don't know how to fucking cook or yeah. make shelter. Like, you are gonna have a shitty night hanging out with your friends in those candles in the woods. Get a different hobby. Well, and it's like, it. you know, if you're, if you're scared of PE class. Yeah. You're gonna be scared of the fucking woods. animals in the woods. No dodgeballs. Yeah. Oh, man. That was... A lot of this is an adventure in childhood <clears throat> logic because yeah. at the beginning of Anissa being interviewed by the police once they've been picked up on the highway trying to make it to a national forest where they're going to live out the rest of their days with Slenderman. Yeah. She goes... She asks, uh, hey, how far did I walk? Because I'm not really athletic, and so I, I would just like to know how far I made it on foot, basically. Um, because the walk that they thought they were going to do would have been four and a, or four to five hours driving to this yeah. national forest. So you, it's kind of like... These children, I was like, yeah, we'll just like hoof it there. Yeah, we're just going to... We'll be fine. Oh, yeah, it's just upstate. Yeah. Oh, a couple of, couple of 13-year-olds walking along the interstate. What could go wrong? The kids are not the only people... Off their rocker. Uh, no. No. They're Every not adult we talk to is, uh, like, outside of the law enforcement, who they paint very professionally. Yeah, um, it's not every a Stephen cop, Avery type of thing. Yeah, every cop they interview is, like, saying insightful things and asking, like, emotionally intelligent questions to these children yeah. and doing their job as well. And you see how hard it is for them to have to, yeah. like, explain to a, a little girl that she is maybe going to jail. Mm-hmm. It's very, very real. Yeah, and the 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 girls weren't allowed to talk to their family before they were interrogated. No. Is that something they admitted? Is that okay? Is that it's legal? A, it's apparently okay. From what I could understand, it's okay because, we, you know, whatever that state's laws mm-hmm. are, it's that... Uh, they they were going to, by default, be tried as adults. And if you're being tried as an adult, mm-hmm. you're not entitled to the, the childhood rights, basically. Dang. Yeah. Darn. There was, um... We got a, a little talking head from a grandparent. I want to hit that grandparent. The one I want to hit said, that woman so bad. What did she say? She said... I can't even... I was it too was, busy thinking about like, to hit her. It was this grandma this with... This old bat... From the Midwest. She basically thought, oh, they're making these... These kids are sorry. They didn't lie about it. They admitted what they did. They feel bad. Let them out of jail already. She said, these are two kids who have 
never made trouble before, and they they didn't try to run away or anything. They came and admitted what they did. They were caught on the fucking highway, Granny. Yeah. Where do Thanks. you think they were going? Highway the privilege, other Grandma. Station. Maybe we should talk yeah. about generational gaps. Uh-huh. <laughs> and she goes, and since their time in prison or in jail, it seems like they're being punished for their honesty. No, they've been granted uh, no, family were, visitation. Yeah, and they're being punished for the attempted first-degree murder. Yeah. <laughs> the premeditated murder oh, attempt. God. Yeah. Um, they belong in jail. I'm sorry they tried yeah. to kill somebody. That's what happens. Yep. Yeah. Uh, maybe you could have hung out with them. Uh, you and the laundry list of people who are all, like, really struggling in the aftermath of this tragedy. Right. I, you know, I guess this very, very odd event. Uh, I'd like to get her thoughts on, you know, other similar cases. Yeah. See yeah. how she feels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, I'd love to give her a list of all the 17-year-olds in jail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And maybe we can get her opinion on all mm-hmm. those. I bet she's cheery and she wants to liberate so many youths of yeah. their storied past. It's weird. So oh, strange. my God. Um, Kelly, what was your favorite scene in the movie? Oh, man. Um... I got one for you. you. Yeah, you tell me yours. How about when... Okay, so the the schizophrenic person, um, Morgan, this whole documentary, she's been pouring out her story, and she's being interviewed by a Detective Casey. Do you remember Detective Casey? Yes! Oh my god, yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> and he's just like sitting there being good at his job and taking notes and listening to her story, and his body language is wonderful. He's good with kids. He's good at his job. And then we're cut, We're getting these like overhead camera shots of the interrogation room of him talking to her and then just watch every, this movie just for the it, scene it's so horrible <laughs> um and then it cuts to him like behind uh like up in up in the booth testifying in court trials on and off and then we find out that he's even watching that footage and he's like gosh that's a stone cold scientist about it the judge is like is this the video of you uh interview or interrogating her and he goes this is portions of it. He's like, this has been edited together. It's like, even even his own interview, he's like refuting the evidence yeah, because he's, like he's fucking punk rock. Trying to be as detailed as possible. Yeah, he's a, just a good detective. And so after she, after, you know, we've been watching this movie for 80 minutes and she, and Morgan is like, so this was the last thing I said to her. What's going to happen to me now? She goes, am I going to, Go to jail and rot and die. She, yeah, my friend. Which is what I ask every day before work. <laughs> <laughs> and this detective, with like the weight of this child's life in his hands, and knowing that he has to give this advice to her, or this piece of information, he begins to explain, well... Some people are, you know, we're going to have to have meetings to figure out the best course for your life. And at the very moment he hits the word life, dude's cell phone goes off. And it is like in a holster on his belt and he pips it like it is so loud. It scares the girl. And it's not only Morgan, loud, like jumps back. Oh, my God. Speaking of uh, uh, adult porn music. It's like. It is like it's like I swear the name of it had to just be like polyphonic fiesta or something and it is full volume 
and you can almost imagine it echoing through the courtroom. Yeah. <laughs> and when they bounce back from that footage to him in the courtroom, you only, you just hear you hear the, the <laughs> prosecutor go, or no, you hear Detective Casey go. I'm sorry. Can you repeat the question? Like, <laughs> as, if, like as if he couldn't hear it over this. <laughs> this is the video, like the the fucking twenty inch TV oh, across man. the courtroom playing the interrogation room tape of his cell phone going off. <laughs> I'm sorry, Your Honor. I couldn't hear you over my polyphonic fiesta. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, oh God. And oh God, yeah. <sighs> It was a it was a divine comedy uh, because that scene was in this right interesting movie. Thank you, Morgan and Anissa, just for providing us with that scene. Yeah, I every I think everybody involved is really thanking you right now. Yeah, every last one of us. Um, so Kelly, do you recommend this movie? Is it scary? I mean, it's interesting. I don't. I wouldn't call this yeah. one scary. No, but like, is it that interesting? Uh, it's interesting. If interesting to you means uh, being awakened to the extreme possibility that everyone around you uh, could kill you. And that it's all out of your power, even if you do everything uh, right. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's, that that's the gist. Pretty much every person is capable of killing you right now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of what this movie is about. And if they're not killing you with a knife in the woods, mm-hmm. they're killing you by parenting. Or with bad fan art. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible fan art. The murderers, uh, attempted murderers um, have uh, also have fan art devoted to them, which the movie uh, pretty nonchalantly bragged about. Yeah. And hey, guys, just a little quick heads up. If you ever hear a story about somebody who tries to commit a murder based on internet lore and popularity... Don't do fan art for them. Yeah. Don't do it. Hey, you know, you, like, you know what's a bad you, idea? You know what those? You know what those serial killers on the news who like really glamorize themselves and and basically do makeup and get crazy haircuts because they know they're going to be on TV after they murder people. Um, we should give them attention for yeah. it. That would be lovely. Well, wow. Star on the Walk of Fame. And oh, everything? cool. Oh, that's so cute. You're a horrible monster. T-shirts, Dahmer. I just met her. I'm sorry. Kelly, that was funny, but it's a <laughs> time. Is it still too soon? It's too soon. Damn. Dumb. <laughs> Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> That's a tasty boy. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> right. Um, so this I don't think this movie... I'm sorry, I disagree. This movie is not interesting. It's not? Okay. If you were to tell me... Because like you said, we know everything about uh, how a scary story takes over the internet. Cool. Yeah. A bunch of teens read it. Yeah. Doesn't cool. need to go anywhere else. That's all we saw people interacting with it. They were all teenagers and like then a bunch of foreign adult filmmakers. Yeah. Um like well, you said. Well wait, not adult filmmaker. What? The, okay, adult as opposed to anti no, not like, anti You mean grown up <laughs> filmmakers, adult filmmakers who are adults. <laughs> Right. Oh, Slender Man. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> we've done it. The thing is, it would be really cheap to film because they're all out in the woods. Oh, God. Oh. The Slender Man uh, slash fic. It'd be a really, yeah, you're right. Reasonable budget, mm-hmm. for sure. 
I think an interesting movie to launch off of this one would be one that debunks people's idea that internet culture is creating murderers by showing them how before iPads there were terrifying serial killers and children were disappearing throughout the 70s like they were Halloween candy on October 31st. Like, that's what was happening before we had the internet. God, that was so visual and horrifying. <laughs> Ew. Yeah, no. Couldn't hold on to those kids, yeah, man. Get, yeah, miss Moran if you're nasty. <laughs> that was scary. I'm sorry. Damn, Kelly. We didn't get a scary movie in, so I have to exude those qualities now. Okay, what were you saying? So, like, pre-iPad kids? Yeah, I mean... All serial killers. Yeah, like, the generation telling us that iPads created this murder are the generation whose children are gone because they were stolen from malls. Mm -hmm. You know? I wasn't at the mall because I was on the computer, so here I am. <laughs> yeah, and all, and this isn't a case of the internet creating a killer. This is a case of a schizophrenic child yeah. without supervision or information yeah, or help. Yeah, exactly. A, a mentally ill person who's not getting the treatment and yeah. understanding that they need, no matter if you drop them in any era ever, they're going to find something to propel them towards... Mm -hmm. where they're going. I don't want to say where they're trying to go because it's out of their hands, but, you know, that's about it. Man. Okay, so I do you say watch it or not? I mean, if you got a free two hours, Yeah, sure. if, if you're not watching anything else. Why not? Where are the Slender Man? Yeah. Game of Thrones isn't on yet. Uh, you can find this on HBO. It is free if you have HBO. So. Yeah, but where the Slender Man is uh, streaming on HBO. Um, depending on when you listen to this, I guess. Yeah. Could yeah maybe it'll could take us a while to edit. I don't know. Hey, thanks. Hey, thanks for listening to our show tonight. Oh, wait, I'm going to do a chill exit. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. Everybody, thanks so much for uh, tuning in. This is Don't Say We Didn't Warn You. And if you're thinking about having kids, don't say we didn't warn you. Bang, 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 b